Hi, we're here with Edie and Claudia here at the UN collecting global communities. And uh, we, they just completed this very inspiring uh, a panel um, on their podcast, which is a, uh, a glo global goals cast. Glo I, I told global goals cast. If um, you if can say it right the first time, we give you a t-shirt. So that's why we're with Yes. <laughs> you know, and if you can please introduce yourselves and uh, just give us a brief uh, description of what your main interest of your podcast is. Sure. So my name is Edie Lush, and uh, and this is the Global Goalscast. <laughs> <laughs> this is also Claudia Romo. I don't know. So our podcast is about the stories of good. We connect the stories of the champions who are making the world a better place through the development, sustainable development goals. And we tell stories like AI um, and the sustainable development goals. We tell stories of comedians who are breaking stereotypes. Uh, we tell stories of girls in Kakuma refugee camp who are learning to code. We tell stories of polar explorers. In fact, the phrase I love to hear Claudia say is... The Global Goals Cast. <laughs> 60 days. <laughs> we have this joke about like Robert Swan and, uh, and his son went to the Antarctica. And all the season for all those 60 days, we were having weekly conversations with them and they were sending on audio messages. So we were talking about like this podcast and they every called time. Us from the South Pole. They called us from the South Pole. The, the one call they could do, they was giving it to us about like, I'm surviving, he quit. It was really, really moving. But for us, it was like the, the global goals cast is telling the story of Robert and Barney Swan <laughs> that walked 60 days, 600 miles only on renewable energy. Find out what's happening with Robert <laughs> here at the Global Goalscast, the I podcast that explores how can you can change, change the, the world. world. And I heard that so many times that I started putting pennies into my bank <laughs> every time I heard Claudia say 60 days, 600 miles. But the, the story here and the way that we would love to you know, like engage with your audiences, look, we're bombarded with negativity and... And and if you if if if, if you would actually lo look at that uh, as as a way to make sense of the world, you would say the world is going down and we're mm. collapsing and there is no hope. But actually, there's a great deal of beauty and there's a great deal of hope, a great deal of champions making a difference. And we want to tell those stories because those stories are everybody wants to be in the winning team, and the actions that we're taking are incentivizing other people to take action. Look at Greta, look at the streets of the world full of people that are saying, I want a better world, I'm ready to take action myself. So it is our obligation uh, to tell those stories, the stories of optimists, the stories of the champions. And it is very inspiring to see like a bunch of like different mediums tell their own stories about how they're doing like sustainable development and you know just to see like this alternative approach. You said in the panel that there's a l an uh, increase, an exponential increase in podcast listeners and the way we consume media today. I think it's really fascinating. I think it's almost like a billion in the world, which is like a ninth of the entire planet. Uh, what made you get into podcasting specifically? Uh, why why that format? We were looking at the numbers. We were looking at, like, I've been a humanitarian my entire life. Edie has been a journalist her entire life. We love each other, and we love actually having conversations with each other. So a way to connect was very easy for us to see podcasts as a solution for us. She lives in London. I live in New York. We care about the same things, and we have access to the most incredible network of people that have one story after the other to say about their efforts that they're making. When we look at the numbers, um, podcast is growing. I mean, like the amount of c 
consu consumption per, uh, per week of podcast is massive. It is literally five times more than going to the cinema. There are 44 mm. million uh, co you know, like users two years ago, and now it's, now it's like 90 mm. million users only in America. And it's only going to grow all around the world because mm. of commute time. Is you know like it's going to be an important way in which people consume media, and audio is going to be low band. So it was a no-brainer to go podcast, and obviously the theme that we wanted to use was sustainability because that's our world. Yeah, and I think that the, the I mean, you remember the first time? Do you listen to podcasts? Right, you listen to podcasts. I remember the first time I listened to a podcast. I was having a terrible day. I was sitting on the tube in London. I put in the earphones, and I went from being grumpy to laughing so hard I was crying. It's that dim direct, intimate relationship that you have with the hosts, with the stories that you're hearing, and it's so wonderful. And I think the other thing to go along with what um, the gr why the growth in podcasts is so incredible is because it's the last place where you can trust in media. We don't trust social media anymore. We know that we don't trust newspapers. Most people in the United Kingdom where I live consume news less than once a week, yet we're still seeing people come to podcasts more and more. So it is absolutely the the media of the future, and it is the media that people trust. And as Claudia says, as the world moves to cities, as we continue to urbanize, that commute from home to work will be so much more important. And what we always say is the intimacy is what really matters, and being genuine. And you, like, if you think it, even at like at the at, at the you know like physical space. Uh, newspapers out there, uh, your phone is here. Uh, I mean, like, podcast is inside your ear. Like, I know that it sounds awful, but it's almost like a Tampax. I mean, it's so intimate <laughs> that it's, like, in you. And wow. then you're telling amazing, the, like, and you're amazing. listening to how can I change the world. Man, it's a killer. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, so since we are he here discussing a lot of the issues with, like, uh, uh, climate action, and then um, we're also uh, going to be discussing uh, mental um, awareness, uh, what would you say are some of the biggest concerns that we're facing with uh, climate action and I guess this is a two-part question and what are some of the s approaches to solve this what would you uh, say we're, we're facing now that are the biggest issues so the first episode of season three is all about climate action so we launched it on the day of the climate strike uh, we launched it a couple of days before the climate action summit and I th and the story we wanted to look at was how how do you keep the earth from just increasing in temperature by 1.5 degrees rather than at the moment as we're headed for four degrees by 2100. So I used an MIT a simulator which has been created by a professor at MIT. It's the same simulator that climate negotiators from China, from the United States are using to train themselves in how they can figure out what to do. And what it shows, what we've showed in the, the episodes is that it is possible but it's really really hard <laughs> so you change one lever you tax coal and it turns out it doesn't really do very much at the temperature because all the money just flows into renewable uh, sorry flows into natural gas and um, and petroleum so it turns out a tax on carbon is a good thing but that's not enough on its own planting trees yes it's a really good thing but guess what trees take a long time to grow before they s actually sequester the carbon so yes you need to do that but it is, it is hard, but it is absolutely possible. And I think one of the things is that we, Claudia talked about the, the pessimism that's out there, the pessimism that we see facing in just last week 
two weeks ago there was an article by Jonathan Franzen in the New Yorker saying, ah, shouldn't we just give up? Shouldn't we just give in to the fact that the climate is going to warm? Um, and the point is no. No, we shouldn't give up. Absolutely everything we should do. But that's why climate change and climate action is very different. Uh, you know, we, we just have to move from the inconvenient truth to the very convenient solutions that we have Word. to take every day to be doing. And what we need for climate action is give people action. Like, what do you actually have to do? And it's put pressure on companies to not produce any more plastic straws and put pressure on your governments to actually say, like, the, the way that Greta is doing, that's climate action. The way that we should be actually, like, tackling this issue is by being clear and having the to-do, the world's to-do list. Because people want to do, but we have to give them the sense of power so that they can go and move into solutions. Yeah, people need clear instructions, you know, and then from there, you know what, like, this is what needs to be done, this is what you need to do. And that's precisely what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to move the SDGs mm -hmm. from something that is abstract that a lot of diplomats understand to something that is concrete so that you and I can actually take action about mm -hmm. the things that we know, that, that we want. Totally. So since uh, we are here at the UN, what are some of the things that you uh, have taken away from uh, some of the other panels? What is the biggest takeaway that you've had as of yet? I'm going to start by saying my biggest success my biggest celebration mo 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 you know, driver is that we bust the development bubble. Mm. The uh, sustainable development goals are not something that lies on the dark corner of an office of the UN. Now they have been known. There's a, there's a report that says that 74% of people are aware of the global goals. That's massive. Mm. I mean, like never in history has, you know, like such a framework been known and understood by people. So my biggest celebration uh, of the United that my biggest takeaway I would say is that we cross the line we're mainstream and we, while we have to keep on pushing this is no longer something that people can deny and not take action there's going to be accountability and there's going to be responsibility coming across uh, following knowledge I agree I think that the that we have absolutely seen it go mainstream and I think that one uh, one of the things that we have focused on so strongly is is gender and gender equality and gender and increasing the stories from women and girls uh, what has been so inspiring for me is to see how now that we've been going for two years for now the third season is that we're starting to see the actions from our podcast actually kind of ripple through so we made the story about these girls in Kakuma refugee camp who um, are learning to code no one's ever heard of them before um, so we featured their voices they're incredible by the way they say things like I may be a refugee but I will write my own story I will write my own destiny um, they heard themselves on the podcast they kept on saying is that me is that we is that really me they saw themselves featured by um, by Apple I'm not supposed to mention the the competition am I but <laughs> they saw themselves featured they saw their pictures there and that has inspired them. They are working hard in school and they want to come be here with us this time next year. So that's what I'm really hoping will happen. Amazing, I mean, this is all very inspirational. I, I, I'm very glad to see two powerful women, you know, just leading the podcast world and pushing, you know, sustainable development forward here at the UN. Thank you so much. Uh, here we have Edie and Claudia. Please let our users know where to find you Global Goalscast. That's right, at Global Goalscast on any social media or wherever you listen. Wonderful. Connecting global communities everywhere. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye.